Hello, and welcome to this episode of Not Just Ghost Stories. I'm your host, Josh, joined by Jackie and Laura. We're a small team of experienced paranormal investigators, and here we discuss different locations that we've investigated, along with a little history and the paranormal evidence that we've found. Today, we've decided to change things up some. Uh, We will not be talking about a place that we've investigated. Instead, we will be asking and answering questions that people have wondered about, and that way you can kind of get to know us a little bit. Laura, what are some of the questions that's been asked? Um, I guess we would just start from the beginning with how did we get started in the paranormal? I guess Jackie was there first, so we will let her. Oh, that's simple. Ghost hunters. Um, I had always seen ghosts and been visited by ghosts, but I did not know you could hunt them until a TV show came out called Ghost Hunters. And Jackie essentially invited Josh, so I guess you should go next. Well, for me, it uh, I had started seeing stuff when I was about a teenager um, at a friend's house. It was very, very haunted. Got to see some crazy stuff. Um, didn't really know that you could paranormal hunt or ghost hunt uh, until I started watching Ghost Hunters. Um, I ended up learning from Jackie that she was a paranormal investigator, and I'm like, I would love to do that. And she said, hey, follow me, and we'll do this. So um, uh, for... My birthday, my wife said, here, do this. And it was $100 to go do. We went to Waverly Hills. <laughs> so, and ever since then, I've been hooked. That seems like a pretty good place to start. Um, I essentially started just because Josh is my husband and was going. And I'm like, well, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> um, I didn't necessarily believe in the paranormal the first time I went. But I have essentially not the same person I was before I went. So that's how I got started. Nice. Um, what is something that you would caution someone just coming into the paranormal field? You can go first, Jackie. Well, Josh can probably answer this for me because I gave him this same spiel. People get into the paranormal, they, they're going to hunt ghosts. You're going to go find some ghosts, might find some demons. Ooh, What I want to tell you is be prepared to find other things. Be prepared to find things that you thought were stories that you were told to be scared into being a good kid. So unless you're willing to have your world change just a bit, stay out of ghost hunting. I would agree with Jackie. Um, You will run into things that are not within your normal thinking it is not just ghosts that's why we named this not just ghost stories we will find and we have found other things so if you're just now starting it you need to keep be prepared to do this well i say that um number one you would want to be cautioned that it is addictive um i believe the rush you get of being um you know terrified as and excited and just completely blown away. That rush is definitely addictive. It It's an adrenaline for sure. But also, you'll learn a lot about yourself and the way you see situations with the world will, will change. You'll just have a better understanding of things if you stick with it long enough. And then I think for every podcast we've done so far, we went over protection. That That's one of the first things we do upon arrival. And I guess Jackie has the most experience and, and was the one that taught Josh and I about protection. So I'll let her give us a little rundown of what we mean by that. There is 
danger in ghost hunting, and I'm not talking about the physical danger. We uh, go places that have been abandoned, that have not been lived in or used for quite a while. So there's the uh, the typical things that you may run into and stuff. Thankfully, we haven't run into any of those things. But also uh, ghosts, the spirit world, paranormal, can hurt you. They can physically hurt you. They can scratch you. They can attach to you. They can um, not possess you, but they can, uh, you know, make you ill and things like that. So go with protection. And what is protection? Whatever you think it is. It's it's your intent. If you have a lucky stone that you think protects you, then you take that lucky stone on every ghost hunt, knowing that you'll be protected. So it's going to differ for every person, but you do what you got to do. Say a prayer, ask for a white light, whatever it is that you feel will keep you protected from these uh, spirits, that's what you do. Josh, what protection do you use most generally? Um, in general, overall, um, I've found one of the best protections for me is there's gems and stones. There's energy that's connected to those things. Um, depending on exactly what we're doing, I have an issue with Indians. Um, they, they don't like me. Uh, we might've mentioned that before. And if we haven't, that's another episode that can, we can get into probably four different parts on this. I'm sure it'll come up, <laughs> but, uh, I always carry that uh, protection for me. So that way I'm not feeling attacked on that end of it. Um, like I said, just kind of depends on what's going on inside the house. You kind of get to start to get a really good feel. Um, gems and stones for me work really, really well for myself. It is more uh, a mental projection. Um, I essentially build a wall in my mind because I feel that that's, <laughs> that's the most place I do not want them to get is in my head. Um, so I kind of build a, a build a wall, and that actually takes place a couple weeks before we even go somewhere. So it's, it's vastly different for, for everyone, I think. Jackie, now you did explain what protection is. What is your preference to use? Uh, my protection is I have a pendant of Thor's hammer, and it works very well for me. One of the basic protections, though, that everybody should do is if you're going into an unknown ghost hunt, like I've been to Gaines Tavern, I know what's there, I would not do this going into Gaines Tavern. But make a declaration to the air, to the spirits, to everybody. You may not touch me. You may not come home with me. And that uh, um, that tends to work very well also. All right. I think that will transition into equipment. Um, equipment for ghost hunting is a very wide, wide field. Um, so wide that I get confused on which pieces do what, and I am continuously having to have it explained to me, which is why I'm asking the questions and they are going to answer them for you. So, <laughs> Josh, what are the five pieces of equipment that you use for every ghost hunt? Um, well, I like to state that there are certain things that you always use flashlight being one of them, always use a flashlight. So I'm not even going to add this into the five. Um, number one for me, I always take a K2. Uh, it's one of my go-to pieces of equipment. I like to try to get a baseline of what's going on in the place. Uh, two is a recorder. Uh, always got to search for the EVPs. Um, three would have to be, uh, an SLS camera. Um, it, it maps things out. 
um, sees if something can come up. If you have something that is mapping out that there's absolutely nothing in front of it, it is a possibility that it could be something in front of you and you might have a chance to talk to it. Uh, REMPOD, uh, that's one of my favorites. Uh, it was given to me by um, by you, Laura, for Christmas. And um, it, uh, you know, it, it's one of my favorite pieces of equipment to try to figure out. Uh, the last one for me, I'm a, I, I like, I like the uh, different points of it. Trifield is probably one of the other ones I like to use. Okay, Jackie, are yours different from Josh? Except for the flashlight, I think we've all established that a flashlight's always there. True. Uh, yes, but I am going to say recorder also because. It's not redundant to have two people standing side by side and both of them have a recorder. It is amazing what one may pick up and the other one may not, even though they're the same recorder in the same room at the same ghost hunt. So a recorder for everybody, I feel, is a must. The other ones are the body cam. That's just a simple camera that uh, we have a harness. It's like what the police wear. We wear it, turn it on. It uh it, it does in low light, and it also does in bright light and everything. It also picks up sound. Uh, the dowsing pendant, I always have one of those. The full-spectrum camera, I have a uh, camera that takes photos in the infrared light. And the last thing is a little something that Tech Jeff and I created and we use, and it's called the Dandy. It's basically three pendulums and musical notes for communication. That's really cool. So that you all created that. Is there any other pieces that the two of you have teamed up to indoctrinate? Uh, yeah, there's been a couple and stuff. The iCal is one of them that is just basically a recording device. It records five, I'm sorry, it records eight different um, things like light sensitivity and and temperature and, and wind and things like that. Impressive. And my five pieces of equipment would... Be where to start, definitely with the recorder, even though both of them have already expressed that. Um, you can be standing right beside each other and one gets something and one not. We've talked about that in a past episode. Um, after that, I would say the pendulum. Following that would be the crystal ball that I you know, use ahead of time and during investigations. Four would be myself <laughs> um <laughs> reading energies and and just picking up on feelings and um five would be my spirit guides okay well why didn't why is your equipment so different what are are, are you a psychic medium in a way yes um mine works a little differently than what you're you're imagining um so for me it is a gift it's not one that works on command. I can't see into the future. I can't contact a particular person that has passed on command and speak to them. I can't draw them forth for you. What I do have the ability to do is empath. Um, whether I want to or not, or you want me to or not, I can generally feel the mood that you're in. Um, if you're in any pain, most of the time I can tell you exactly what kind of pain it is and where it is, and that works for Living, dead animals, plants, <laughs> pretty much the whole the whole deal there. Um, for the guides that I spoke about, I have three guides. They all have a different personality, just like living humans. 
They seem to all serve their own purpose and have their own teachings. Um, some are more patient than others. They're <laughs> so some of them I work better with than than the one other, and that's just because she's she's very impatient. Um, I guess the oddest ability that I have is that uh, to absorb other people's turmoil. That would be pain, sadness. Can't take. It doesn't mean I can cure it. It means I can relieve some of it. Um, I would say for the most specific one is most people's headaches. I seem to be pretty well at drawing those out. And do you hear tidbits of the past? If I sit really still in a place, I can pull it up like a, like a movie projection. Sometimes it's, you know, 10 seconds long. Sometimes it's a steel frame. It's like little excerpts, tidbits of conversations or just the if there was a lot of tension, turmoil, violence, you can kind of feel those things even when I can't specifically say what happened. I can give you what the hmm, gravity of the situation was. Okay. Well, that's another good answer. That's one I was just wanting to know a little bit more about. What other questions we got? Well, I guess uh, since we've brought out some weird things, let's go with what is the weirdest thing you have encountered on an investigation jackie that's simple the alien light beings at octagon hall i don't know what they are that's the best description that i can give you of them josh that yeah that was a crazy one i remember that one um I'm, I'm really trying to go back through everything there there has been a few different weird things for me uh, the weirdest feeling for me, the hardest one for me to deal with at that time was the uh, Anunnakian in the barn, actually, at Octagon Hall. Uh, it was it was a very odd situation. Yeah, for the, to, to date, for the things that we've discussed on the podcast, I don't want to give my overall because I don't want to give away where we're going to talk about in the future. But for where we've went so far, I would have to say whispers is the most like intriguing just because of the different energies that are there. So that was the weirdest for me thus far. And I guess some people also want to know like the scariest thing. What's the scariest thing we've experienced so far? The scariest thing we were at the Hinsdale house and we were, we had, we were done, um, Ghost hunting for the night is about three o'clock. Uh, Josh and Laura were sleeping in the living room. I was on a cot in the kitchen simply so I could see the doors and the stairs and everything. And I had fallen asleep and I got woken up and I just felt there was something in the living room where Josh and Laura were sleeping. So I went in there and there's this big black shadow bending over them. I didn't look at him. I didn't want to challenge him. I walked to the window and I kind of watched him and he backed up and he left. And I moved my cot so that I was blocking the door. Now, that wasn't the scariest thing. The scariest thing was at five o'clock, somebody's alarm came off and Josh got out of bed just in shorts, hair tousled to turn off the alarm. And that was the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to turn off my alarm that day. <laughs> he makes it a point now when we're, when we're out traveling somewhere. Um, I, I think the scariest place was Hinsdale. 
not the um, same instance Jackie was talking about. And we haven't done Hinsdale yet, so I don't want to give too much away. But I will say there's something in those woods that can make a whole lot of noise. And it sounds like it's coming right at you. Yeah. So that, for me, is the most um, scariest thing. And then what is the thing that is most thought-provoking? What what can you just not leave alone? For me, that was the Agents of Chaos at Monroe House. And um, they're very thought-provoking simply because it was a group. They answered the question. They were not all human. Some were human, some weren't. And uh, we got into a pretty good discussion with them and among ourselves about why chaos, why not other types of energy and things. So that was the most thought-provoking for me. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with Jackie on this one. Um, that one, to me, I mean, I still think about that night and just go, what was that about? Because <laughs> um, it was a very um, kind of crazy, crazy situation. Octagon Hall, for me, is the most thought-provoking, and that's just because there are so many things going on there that you can't classify it as one. Two, three, there's even things we just simply can't explain. Um, that light show that we sat and watched, I don't know what that was, even to this day. Um, then meeting an God, and he's just like, I will remember you. <laughs> I'm hoping that means he's <clears throat> excuse me. I'm hoping that means he has our back instead of just wait until it's a better opportunity. He said it in a nice way. He did say it in a nice way. <laughs> So we didn't say too much about a demon. Now that, you know, everybody that doesn't do ghost hunting, that's the first thing they want to ask about. Why would you want to mess with that? How often do we even come across a demon? Would you say that that is something that's really relevant, ghost hunting? It's relevant to a point that um, they're not something you want to mess with. I personally have, and I hate to use the word met because there's no meeting a demon. You just try to get out of it with your soul. But I have encountered three of them in uh, my ghost hunting um, history. Well, here's here's my thing about the word demon. Um, if somebody sees something as uh, mean, I guess you could put, or even evil, they automatically classify it as a demon. A demon is an entity, right, that is not of earth, right? A lot of times we've gotten into a situation where we're like, what the heck is this? It is just a very angry, earthbound spirit um, that tries to act like a demon um, when it's not, you know. So um, the word demon, people are really, really quick to jump to uh, on that situation. I, I hate that word. Um, I try not to use it as much as possible. It's For me, it's not one that... You don't run into it a whole lot. You know, you watch these shows. Oh, it's a demon. It's a demon. It's a demon. Well, they use that. It's a show. They they want you to keep watching. So I'm, I'm very, very weird on classifying something as a demon. Yeah, um, it's definitely not something to mess with. Um, of all the entities that we've talked to over all this time, the things we've videoed, 99.9% of it is past humans or they're entities that have nothing to do with being evil. They're just different than us. So 
Do you ever do like home investigations? Most of the places that we've talked about so far have been like locations, like a lighthouse, you know, an octagon hall that was from the Civil War. But do we ever do individual homes is something that people are wondering about. Hell yeah, it's called free ghost hunts. <laughs> Absolutely. It's free for us and it's free for you. Well, and my thing about it is if we can help somebody that is really, really having a hard time with something in their house, I am all for that. If we can figure out what exactly is happening, what exactly is going on, yeah, please. I mean, I want to know anything and everything, and I want to try to go do it. I think we've all been there on Ghost Hunts, and I know, Josh, you've been there. And, Laura, I've done the same to you. When we're standing there and something comes up that's just kind of out of your reality, I will turn to you and go, are you seeing what I'm seeing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I need somebody to say yes so I can go, thank God. I'm not crazy. Yeah, things get so bizarre sometimes that it's easy to assume that you're imagining things. So that's that's the other good part of working as a team is I can be like, nope, not unless we're both crazy. And we can we can bring that to people that don't go out into the paranormal field, but the paranormal field has come to them and Mm -hmm. they uh, they want somebody to listen to them and somebody to help them. And if we we like to come in. We like to investigate so we know what you're dealing with. And if we can't solve your problem, we can get you in touch with people that can. So, yes, we are more than happy to, to come and help anybody who needs it. Yep. Important question. Last question. Bucket list. What's your location? I'll let you go first, Jackie. Come on, Jackie. You should have a really good one. Well, actually, I I thought I had this one answered. Um Velasquez Axe Murder House, always been on my bucket list, and the Stanley Hotel, big Stephen King fan. But I've recently been watching uh, some of the Missing People show, and I found out that these workers saw this UFO come and beam up an elk, but they didn't take it in the spaceship, and they flew off with it, and they bumped it into a tree. So now my bucket list is... I want to see a UFO beam up an elk and run them into a tree before they disappear. That's awfully specific. Jackie, you may die unhappy. <laughs> Josh, do you have something that might be more feasible for us to actually experience? Um, I have a few. Um, <laughs> you then, only get one. Oh, Your number one. My number one. My number one. I would have to... Asylums are some of my favorite places, the sanatoriums and asylums. Um, Penhurst, I've always heard, is a good one, but the uh, um, the one that's in, what is it, West Virginia? West Virginia. Yeah, but I, I want to go there really bad. That's probably my on my number one right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I had to go more out west, it's going to be Hill House in Texas. So yeah. <laughs> those are probably my two right now. My bucket list right now is really simple. It's Waverly Hills, and that's because everyone on this team and even the other teams that we pair up with have all been, and I have not. <laughs> tech, tech Jeff has been, too. Even Tech Jeff. I mean, come on. I need to get Twice. it together. <laughs> mm, just rub it in. So that's mine, and it's going to happen. That way we can uh, share it with you guys. All right. Uh, is there any more questions? Are we good to go? Until they ask us more, so send them on in. Yep, you can. So with that, this has been Not Just Ghost Stories, and we've been your host, Josh. 
Laura. And Jackie. And until next time, you can find pictures and findings and contact us about today's episode on all social media platforms at Not Just Ghost Stories. Thanks. <laughs>